You are listening to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss how following Jesus Christ impacts all areas of a believer's life. Each week, we will answer questions about the Christian worldview in an effort to help both new and mature believers grow in their faith. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Christ in All podcast. This is Matthew Smith, and with me, as always, is our lead pastor, Chad Hunsberger. How's it going today? All is well. Good deal. All right, so we have a... uh, uh, I guess our topic for today is something that might um, make some people a little nervous, right? Um, <laughs> it might. And so it's uh, we're going to talk some about this list of books that is referred to as the Apocrypha. Yep. Okay. All right. So when I was a high school student, my uh, I guess my so my senior history teacher, okay, um, was a bivocational pastor, and he. Uh, with he had a Bible that was sitting on his desk, mm-hmm. and, you know, and he it was a public school, so he obeyed all the rules. But then, in a very wise way, he did a great job mm-hmm. of like just reflecting the love of Christ and yeah. teaching the Bible. Cool. And so, um, I thought always he did a great job of walking that line without ever stepping over something that would get him into trouble. But there was one day he was out, substitute teacher comes in, and this guy was a very open and outspoken atheist. And so he was really upset at the fact that there was a Bible sitting on this teacher's desk. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of the kids in the class were, were Christians, myself included, were, were believers. And so um, he tried to start up this religious debate over the Bible with a bunch of high school students. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things he said is that when your preacher te- teacher comes back tomorrow, ask him about the the books that got removed from the Bible that they don't want you to know about. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was like, oh, here's this is this big conspiracy, dun, 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 yeah, dun, of wow. they're taking they took scripture out because yeah. there's this other list of books with all this crazy hidden stuff that, um, and so uh, so we did ask him and. Our teacher, he just like very nonchalantly brushed it off. It's like, he's just talking about the Apocrypha. It's not a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't explain it. He didn't tell us anything about it, but he was not phased by it. I like his way. I like his way. Let's do that. Don't worry about it. Everybody's fine. Yeah, no big deal, guys. Ignore Uh, it. It's fine. That concludes this episode (laughs) of the Christ Hill Podcast. (laughs) All right. So, but we did want to actually give an explanation of what these books are and explain why it's not a big deal. Yeah. That there are even. you can, you know, you can still buy copies of the Bible that have the Apocrypha yep. included, yep. and we can talk some today about why that's a good thing or a bad thing. Sure. Right? Okay. All right. Um, now, I've done a good bit of research on the Apocrypha, yep. so I don't know. Um, I, I can kind of do some explanation about some things, and you feel free to jump in whenever sure. you want to. Sure. So one thing I would say before yeah. you say okay. that is, like, I, I have, I think in my office, I even have, like, a Bible that that has the yeah. apocrypha added to it, it's like the new revised yeah yep. standard new revised standard version. Uh, yep. And I was actually required to have that mm-hmm. version uh, for my undergrad, and and we had to do we had to use the apocrypha at some point for mm-hmm. these different reasons and compare and yeah. da da da. Um, so the stuff that you're about to share, yeah, um, like I've, I've seen that someone gave gifted me and Gloria uh, like a family Bible when we were mm-hmm. uh, when we got married. And it was a, which which I think you'll speak to this, but it was a Catholic Bible, yeah. which in, includes that. Yep. And so, um, yeah, that was that was that guy's unique way of trying to <laughs> Push say something <laughs> different to us. But uh, yeah, hey, I, do you I know would the say those are was also included in the original sixteen eleven King James. You know, it, I don't think yeah, I did know yeah, that the apocrypha was in there. Yeah. Yep. So, so those are things yeah. that 
just so people know, like, yeah. uh, they, it's still around. Yeah. It, it's still maybe even prom. It's certainly prominent in the Catholic yes, church. Yes. They'll see that. Um, but, but even, even around yeah. in schools and universities and different things yeah. for different reasons. Yeah. Okay. Ahead. So, uh, so the Apocrypha is <clears throat> this list of books that were written in what we refer to as the intertestamental period. So right. there's a span of 400 years or so uh, after the Old Testament has been completed, right. before the New Testament writers begin writing, right. this that 400 years of silence from God, right? right? That's what we refer to right. that as. And, and it's usually, therefore, placed in the printed yeah, you, Bible between yeah, but, yeah, Malachi and Matthew. Right, yeah. So you put it in, in between those two because it is written in that period of 400 years, That's right. right? And... Uh, and so, the, as far as, like, just like with the Old and the New Testament, there are different genres of literature, right? right? And so some of the books in the Apocrypha are historical books, and they are pretty much filling in the gap of what's going on in the life of the people of Israel mm-hmm. in that 400-year period, right, right. right? So it's kind of, because if you think about uh, the way that the Old Testament ends, right, pre-Babylonian exile, return to Jerusalem, that the historical narrative kind of ends right. right there. You pick up in the New Testament, and now all of a sudden Rome's in charge. Right. So, like, what happened to get us from here to there? Well, the Apocrypha explains that. Fills right? in some of those And then gaps. there's some other things, like there's some wisdom literature books, other books. There's also some additions to some Old Testament stories, like it talks some more about some things from the book of Esther, mm-hmm. talk some more about things from the book of Daniel. Right. Um, so like additions to some of those. So it's like you take those Old Testament people and do some more like literature, like um, uh, I guess we'd I would refer to it as historical fiction, right? You're adding right, to their right. story. But it was written it's many like years later. Some, yeah, it's like a... Um, yeah, I was trying to think like uh, artistic... Yeah, artistic license. That's license a good, yeah, good to phrase say, for it, yeah. I want to add these things mm-hmm. that... Even maybe they've come down through generations that this is this yeah. is additionally what mm-hmm. happened, or um, but it's not necessarily yeah. in, in the scripture. So what I will say is that when they, um, I guess, when the practice of putting it in between the two testaments there to for, kind mm-hmm. of fill in the blanks of what happens historically, um, the the earliest Christians who were doing that did not consider the apocrypha to be scripture. Right. That was not really an accepted part of the canon. Right. Right. Um, and Which feels weird to yeah, us, right? But you kind of want to think of it. I want to. Yeah. You almost want to think of it like the concordance and maps. Yeah. Or I've got in my notes the an ESV study Bible or any kind of study Bible. That's right. Like there is there's the inspired Word of God, mm-hmm. and then there's stuff that's been added into it. And you, as the reader, know that that those additions are not the inspired Word that's of God. Right. Is it a big deal that it's in there? No. It right. helps you understand. It's in the bound yeah. thing. It's not yeah. the, the text. footnotes. It's not, it's not this abomination mm-hmm. that somebody, that an editor came in and wrote footnotes right. or in a devotional in the middle of your, in your Bible, as long as you know that that's not scriptural. That's right. And so um, they added that in there for help in explaining that missing period, right. right? Filling in the gap there, knowing that that's not actually scripture. Right. All right. So, Here's where things become a problem. Uh, the Reformation comes along, right? And um, one uh, and and guys, the reformers, guys like John Calvin, Martin mm-hmm. Luther, they would have been familiar with the Apocrypha. Sure. They would have read it, studied it. They make reference references to it in lots of their mm-hmm. writings. Um, but one of the five solas, Martin Luther, mm-hmm. is sola scriptura by scripture alone. Right. And so, all right. Well, the, the Apocrypha being 
not part of the canon, not right. scripture. Hey, we got to get this out of here. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Catholic Church responds, and we don't like anything that the reformers are doing. So we're going to keep the apocrypha in our Bibles and put more weight on and it. put more weight on it. Yeah. Exactly yeah. now, and so there is now this um, consideration that it is scriptural, mm-hmm. right? And so, which is why we talked about the influence and why it's still a part of many Catholic Bibles. That's, right. That's where it comes from. That's historically, uh, traditionally, it's like been included post Reformation in Catholic Bibles, and it is elevated to the uh, the same level as the Old and the New Testament, yeah. right? So that's when things become problematic. So, so I I want to address something real quick mm. that is almost like a different episode altogether that I think we might have actually done at some point, but like the canonization of Scripture, yeah. we're talking ninety A.D. We're talking mm. a long time ago that would not have included the Apocrypha then, right? And although it it had been written, Apocrypha mm-hmm. existed then, but it would not have included mm-hmm. that. That we believe that even that time, early, early Christians, first century mm-hmm. Christians, would have this this uh, group of believers that was looking back at the the different letters and different texts that we that were had, particularly the New Testament parts at that point, and saying, okay, all of this is the inspired word yeah. of God. We th- there was a affirmation, confirmation, there was, um, we're talking about these were things from the apostles, these were things, you know, that, mm-hmm. that we could definitively affirm they were there, the, the whatever the, there were a variety of reasons, yeah. but those things, canon meaning like closed, the yeah. totality, the enough, we this don't need it, yes. more than this, this is what we've got, and so that work is what, what, when, the reformers come and say sola scriptura, yeah. or in Latin, like scripture alone, mm-hmm. right? They're talking about that canon of 500 years before that, that they're saying this this matters. So now we're 500 years post-Reformation, or, yeah. and and it was, it was, we're standing firm on scripture alone. We're going to hold fast to that. And so we don't want to confuse ourselves, mm-hmm. so to speak. So we're going to slide the apocrypha back out of the bound versions yeah. because it it's not it's not scripture, and we don't want to confuse things with 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 another group that is saying it is. Yeah. And so they're making sure they, being the Catholics, they're making sure it's in. Protestants are making sure it's out. And so again, five hundred years later, we don't think of a study Bible as controversial yeah. um, or the maps in the back as controversial, but it, it might've been 500 years ago, yeah. but, but not now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, as long so, as you keep <clears throat> it in, it, in its rightful place right. of historical literature right. written during a certain time period to convey a certain amount of information to that particular audience. And like we can glean right. the same way we could glean good things from other ancient documents from right. other time periods. That's fine. Um, and so actually, so I wanted to share like a couple of examples. Um, so um, there are two things that are people commonly know about that actually have the, the, the root, I guess the, the basis is found in the Apocrypha. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one is the Jewish holiday of, of Hanukkah. Like mm-hmm. we don't see Hanukkah in the Old Testament, right? It's right. because it's actually it happened during the intertestament. The story right. of why Jewish people celebrate Hanukkah it's recorded in the book. In the there's actually first, second, third Maccabees, mm-hmm. and some some of the historical literature. That's right. and so if you want to know why Hanukkah exists, it, that 
finds its there. roots. It's sure. there. Um, but then also in the book of Maccabees, there is a story of one of the key figures, a guy named Judas. Um, they are praying for some some dead people to mm-hmm. um, to be rescued ap- after they've already died. Mm-hmm. And so that, again, right. thinking that the Purgatory, Catholics are the sure. ones who have embraced the Apocrypha, from that story in the Apocrypha is where we get they or where Roman Catholics get the doctrine of purgatory. Right. This false idea that you can save someone from hell after they've already died. You can keep praying for them, mm-hmm. or they can have their uh, sins burned off of them right. after you know after they've already died. So so um, some we see some uh, I guess historical basis for some things, but we also actually see some where putting too much emphasis on the Apocrypha has led to some uh, Wrong false theology. doctrine. Yeah. Yep, yep. And and that's one of the things that, that's maybe why I think there's a healthy warning against mm-hmm. spending your time really in-depth yeah. like study apart from just curiosity. Um, but like, again, remember, it is not canon. It is not scripture. And so there are some things there. So I would say there is a, a right warning mm-hmm to not devote yourself to it, certainly. Um, but it, it's not a, it's not a like sinful thing if you were to read it. Right. Um, yeah. but, but just put it in its rightful place, yeah. um, as, as that historical work. Okay. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this episode then of the Christ and all podcast. We hope you have enjoyed it. If you did, please share it on your social media, give us a rating and review on your uh, podcasting app. And we thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Christ in All podcast, a ministry of Colonial Heights Baptist Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Together, we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, please visit our website at colonialheights.org.